Hey, ¿qué pasa, Calexico? Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, like always, I want to thank my friends here at Calexico Brewing Company for allowing me to record today's episode here. I really, really appreciate it. I also want to thank, they didn't sponsor this drink, but uh, thank Calexico Apples. I don't have, I, I hardly have any sugary drinks, but I always see my, my nephews and my nieces and my son drink this, so I figured it was going to be good. I, I don't know. It's good. Like I said, I'm a brawly boy, so Johnny's has a donut shop tea, has a special, <laughs> special place in my heart, but it's, it's, it's pretty good. I like it. I like it. <laughs> so, you already heard him. My, my friend today is, uh, my friend today, my guest today is a uh, returning guest. Um, I don't remember how many times you've been on, but it's quite a few. My guest today is current um, school board, elementary school board uh, candidate. Uh, trustee. Trustee, um, candidate for Brawley City Council. Gil Revelar is the guest today. Thank you. Thank, yeah, no, it's been a while. Um, I was like, man, they're, his sponsors are getting to him, you know? They're, he's like asking me to come back. No, but, uh, you know, it feels good. Yeah, I'm running. It's, it, I, you've mentioned it before. I'm like, uh, every time I come on, I'm, it's always something different, different you know? And, um, yeah, I'm just someone who never likes to settle, who likes to challenge myself, who wants to better the community, uh, who wants to be productive. Um, and so, yeah, my term's ending on the school district this year, and I thought this was a great opportunity. Uh, one of the council members... As not seeking re-election, so that's a great opportunity to throw my name in. Like I said, my term and the school board ends, so if I lose this election, uh, I'm not on any board, and I don't. Uh, I get to spend more time with my family and not deal with politics and work <laughs> out and do everything, all the fun stuff. But if and if I win, I get to serve Brawley, so it's a win-win. I think regardless of what happens, there's some real good cat candidates actually all the candidates are really good in the brawley race i i my hats off all they all represent we all represent something different mm -hmm. and uh, i'm proud to be on the ballot with them but i'm in it to win it and so yeah uh anyways that's about it so you you've been on the on the podcast a, cu a couple of times already um do you think that you want to do a little intro or about yourself or do you think yeah no i'm gil rebler born and raised brawley boy uh I, I don't know where to start yeah i just uh got a 10 year old daughter uh with me and Holly, uh, my partner uh, in Brawley. Yeah, I, I don't know much to say, man. Like I said, I've been on the school board the last four years, you know, and I ran because my daughter was in the school district, or within in our public school system, and I wanted to have a say. And, you know, I looked at the ballot on the list of who was running at that time, and I saw no parents, or no, no current parent, and I thought, hey, who's speaking? Uh, who's representing us? Who's representing those like me uh, with children in that system mm. that uh, they're making decisions on? And so I threw my name in and, and won. And now kind of similar with the uh, running for city council. Um, I want to represent, I want to represent, have a voice for, I think people think of us millennials as still virtually young, but now we're grownups, you know, we have kids, you know, millennials now have families. Yeah. And so it's also speaking to the working families and those who are just, being productive, raising their children, you know, my daughter's 10 and what kind of brawly is going to be f there for her as she gets older and not just her, but me, you know, I'm 32, but my roots are in brawly. I'm going to live, I was born and I'm going to live and die in brawly. And so, uh, what kind of city are we having for, uh, those like me who are going to spend the rest of their life, uh, in town and in, in the city. So, uh, a lot of things and, uh, but yeah, my family has Small business owner, our small business owners, Brownies Diner and Brawley, Town Pump. So also like a lot at stake. I feel um, there's many families like mine who uh, uh, found success in the community. And so Brawley goes down, everything they worked for uh, and my grandparents worked for goes down too. And so it's a big picture thing. And 
really just want to represent Brawley and represent my community. I've been going back and listening to looking at old agendas, old plans, even listening to old candidates. Because although I look for the future and progress, uh, I do respect history and tradition. And a lot of things, the common things I heard from candidates that ran and some that eventually got on the board or on the council was, uh, was I want to serve Brawley. And I think regardless you win, you, you serve it. But I want to lead Brawley. Like, I really want to lead. I want to step up and put on for Brawley, uh, not just at a local, smaller level, but at statewide. You know, at school, when I was on the school district, as a school district trustee, I, was, I represented the county and the California School Board Association. And then I was elected as, uh, I'm out of breath right now. I'm just going. Um, I was elected as treasurer of the California Latino School Boards. And that's a state, those both at a statewide election from school members across the state. Because I also um, believe that we have to tell our story. You know, we really have, and I've spoke at congressional, uh, made public comments at congressional hearings. I wrote letters to our legislators because I think sometimes the valley, we think we're ignored and we're not heard. And there's truth to that. It also comes on us. Mm-hmm. We need to be telling our story. We need to be getting out there. We need to be building these connections. And so, um, you know, on that level as well, too, I want to represent Brawley and make sure our story is being told. Don't get me wrong, we have some real big issues in the Valley and in Brawley and in the Valley as a whole. But also some really new things. This is a really unique area. And it's, there's a lot of beauty, creativity, and uh, just be a representation of that. So, yeah, I want to. I don't want to just serve Brawley. I want to lead Brawley mm-hmm. and, and lead it to a stronger and a brighter future. Um, being on the school board was your first experience in like public office and, and you know politics um, and uh, I'm sure that when you ran the first time people told you um, oh you don't have the experience or you're too young um, now that you've already had a, a term under your belt do you feel that um, you're better ca- or better candidate for whatever position you might be yeah. running for now than you were the first time you were. Oh man, definitely. Yeah, I had, not only that, I was on. I was board president during uh, during a year of COVID. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> there's some times when we were meeting once a week. I think school boards, you know, um, put in a lot of work. Mm-hmm. I think I know at Brawl Elementary School District, we probably met more times than any other elected body in the Imperial Valley. I there's times every week. I'm sure other school districts just with everything changing mm-hmm. as president, you know. Super said, do you want to call a special meeting? Let's do it. You know, this is happening. Call a special I'll make myself available. I'll zoom in. I'll I'll be there. Whatever I got to do. But yeah, you know, if this is, needs to be done, let's do it. And so, yeah, I think other than the incumbent in this election, I'm the only other one, except besides the incumbent, with elected body experience. And so I have that experience. I can, you know, knock that off. It's like they can't use that against me. And I know youth. I'm 32, uh, which is not... People tell me it's young. I don't feel it. <laughs> so uh, I mean, I'm 40, so I could say that 30 is, <laughs> you know, early 30 is, is even, young. Even with experience, so like my job, I know I'm trying trying to separate my hats because yeah. uh, uh, people are trying to get me in trouble. But um, <laughs> and I work out of the county executive office, which is a top office in the county. Mm-hmm. And so I have this administrative experience in seeing how public government organizations are ran you know and i've learned from many great people in the tony rhodas former ceo uh Brawley, another brawley resident um and the current ceo miguel figueroa the old, uh, old city, city manager. managers and you know i've talked to them after work uh, off hours just hey you know this is what i'm 
I'm running forward. Can you give insight on what you saw in your cities or in your organizations? And then even Esperanza, I have a really great a relationship with, oh man, I just saw her the other day. She's like, hey, do you miss me? And I go, I'm, I'm getting more work done. <laughs> she stopped in my office and we talk. And But, um, you know, I really learned a lot from public official, administrative officials, not just the electeds, not just the politicians. I know those and we can, all of us can talk all day yeah. and talk circles <laughs> and say a lot of nothing. <laughs> but it's like, those administrators that are doing the day in day out work and uh, understanding how things are implemented, how things are designed, implemented and maintained. I think it's one thing to have an idea and I've heard other candidates talk about all these ideas, but there's also an aspect of how, how do you prepare? How do you plan? How do you implement it? Mm-hmm. How do you maintain it? What's the long course? What's funding? Yeah. What's So, you know, Having that experience, like I said, on a school board level, understanding the politics, because it is also, you, at the end of the day, you can have a great idea, you can have great planning, you can have all this, but you still need two other votes. You know, you still yeah. need a majority. And so understanding that kind of strategy. Um, and then, like I said, also in my day job, just understanding the, impl- the administration of it and how it followed through and what it takes. And so, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I have the experience, I think, at all levels to understand that. And even maybe private sector, you know, my family are small business owners in the restaurant industry, which is one of the hardest industries to find success in. And uh, hearing them out, my, my grandma also has a little, built a little mini empire of property and hearing her, her um, just thoughts on how she built it up, how she um, helped set my dad up for success and who helped set me up. And so, yeah, I, I'm just a learner too and listener. I think I said this morning, I'm sorry if I'm just rat. I'm probably dehydrated right now. But all morning, I went door to door, just talking to people, hearing them out, and uh, really just trying to just earn the vote and just uh, show people that I'm ready to lead and I have the experience, I think vision, and just will to, to work. At the end of the day, I'm going to work. Mm-hmm. I'm a worker. Uh, and I think my career has shown that. I think being elected has shown that. I think even talking to people, if you talk to people from the elementary district, I think they'll tell you that. Uh, don't get me wrong. Decisions had to be made at times are tough. I look back at some things and it wasn't easy, but ultimately it all came down to I would listen, I would get the information presented to me and go from there. And so, yeah, it's all, I think, led up to this. I think it's always about timing and I feel like the timing was right and the timing is right. And hopefully I can uh, win a seat on the Brawley City Council this coming November. Um, a lot of people talk about, especially newcomers, are like, "Oh, I'm not, I'm not a politician," but um, you know, from talking to other elected officials and people that have been, you know, part of a city council or city manager, um, you know, playing politics is a huge part of getting your agenda through. Um, was it something that you you kind of learned? Um, you you knew coming in, or or was it something that you learned um, in the being in the school in the school board yeah i learned yeah i had some ideas i think but also then when covid hit like every everything we had planned all the momentums too we were building just got shut down so understand the roles and restraints and limitations um but yeah it's it's a lot of but i think it also just breaks down to communications and relationship i think it breaks down everything it comes down to working with your fellow trustees or council members and your administration and your employees and staff and just really uh um, ensuring there's that trust, that confidence, and your know, respect. I think people see you working. People see that you give a damn. They, hey, they get some buy-in and building a culture of uh, of all these things that you know make an organization successful. So 
Um, but even I can, I can even go back to my education. I have a master's in public administration, and I, there's been several times throughout my career, like I don't use anything I learned, <laughs> but but it did give me like an understanding of structures of public sector and how things should be, or, or in on, in theory or on paper. And so it always I think helps give me a framework of um, of government and how it should be implemented and and the structures and so i think that gives me respect for the process because i think sometimes you got to be patient you got to be patient to see things through and uh, have trust and faith uh i don't know you know and so uh um, i think just having this all these under all this under all this everything i've just learned i think just from being willing to learn has helped me just get a better picture of things and and uh, better understanding of how to get things done mm-hmm. and ultimately that's what it's about just getting things done and we've yeah. got a lot of stuff done at Brawley that I'm proud of at the school district and um, I think like I said I think that speaks for itself you know we're going to have a new middle school coming in we're expected to begin construction on a new middle school which my friend was like man they're talking about middle school when we were in high school and I was like for real so I was like yeah I was like damn we're getting it you know and that's telling me it's like it's a board coming together okay how are we going to prioritize this how, what are, what's the direction we're going to give to administration okay why are we not why do we keep falling back in line who do we got to talk to and the board really came together on how to address this and now we're going to see it a modernization at every school site uh, like I said no we're not where we want to be there's still a lot of impacts that came from COVID that we're still dealing with we're not where we want to be uh, but we're seeing progress and might not be as fast as any of us want, but I think we built a really great culture at our school district with staff and administration. Um, and I think I played a big part in that. And I say, I played, not me. It wasn't me. I didn't go on that school and everything. No, mm. I played a part and understanding my part cool. and, and seeing it through. So a lot of stuff, a lot of, uh, yeah, we got a special ed administrator, which was Raleigh Elementary never had one. And now we brought in a administrator for specifically that. So there's things that, that I'm proud I've been part of that that needed to be addressed and like so that politics of okay how do we maneuver this mm-hmm. how do we get this by and how do we convince how do we debate how do we uh, what's the policy and our, I think problems like at the school just always kind of see it as our problems aren't unique no matter where we can always look elsewhere so I was always and then part of why those connections and being on the school board association Latino school boards was seeing other districts hey I got this issue how did you address it oh we did this hey I see oh I saw you did this hey so I'm also big on not reinventing the wheel like Mm. all my ideas are not original they came from somewhere else might have to tailor it to fit our needs our community Um, but at the end of the day the the resolutions and answers are out there is how do we get them and implement them for our benefit and you've been involved in, um, um, you know, the other campaigns when it comes to like city council or, or you know, yeah. helping other people run. And you kind of know the how a city council runs and a school board runs now. You know, obviously you're in a school board. Um, looking at both, you think it's um, dealing with the bureaucracy of both uh, boards, which because I know, you know, working in a school, there's a lot of head code and all this. Yeah, no, it's. Uh yeah, I think I'm probably going for a health from a healthier budget to one that's not, to be quite honest, and that's fine. I'm used to doing more with less, and um, no, but uh, yeah, because education in itself has been a crash course for me. You know, as you know, unless you're in it, I think people just think, oh, kids go and you teach how to read, right? That's no, there's ed code, there's 
programmatic, there's funding sources, <laughs> there's, you know, there's all kinds, it's a whole different world. Mm-hmm. Unless you're in it, you don't know. And, um, but a part of two, why I'm running is to build this bridge between the city and schools. I think we've, as a school board, we've kind of, we've called for it. I've called for it. I wrote, I drafted and wrote a resolution at one point calling for a uh, high school, elementary, city and chamber to form a committee to address, uh, at the time it was absenteeism. This is prior to COVID. Mm. And unfortunately, didn't go anywhere. Uh, it wasn't a lot of buying, but, um, you know, this, uh, I, I, I want to build this bridge because schools can tell you a lot about your community. Schools can tell you about the neighborhood surrounding it. You know, it's, it's a little microcosm of the community yeah. around it. And so, you know, going like back, we just had back to school night and I went in and talked to every teacher and, uh, except for one school, I got there late. So I owe the <laughs> dog a visit cause I'm sorry, I just got there late and I get, I didn't get to see, stop by every class, but talking to parents talking to staff like hey what's what are you saying you know well this is going on i'm hearing this or family like hey you know oh this street you know or this and so schools can tell you a lot about a community and i think if the city and schools aren't working together it's just doing a disservice mm-hmm. because not can schools tell you about the community but they can also provide they have information on demographics they have direct connections to families direct connection to a educated and um while paying a broad elementary workforce. So, um, yeah, I think it's workforce who's lives, who's, if they, if they don't live in Broadway, they support the economy, they eat there. Yeah. And so you have access to all these things and yet we're not, they're not utilizing it. So I want to build this bridge to, you know, uh, so instead of us, Hey, asking now, now I can help, I can build it directly. I'm here. I understand where you guys are coming. Let's, let's do it. And also like leveraging funding. There's some, I think most school districts um, probably have better funding or healthy healthy funding reserves or sources than the city and leveraging that, you know, for community events. I just, at the county, we just had one for Sunbeam and IAD donated $1,000 and $1,000 we were able to get uh, slash uh, slides and snow. So like for a thousand bucks, 500 bucks, you can go a long ways. Yeah. And sometimes it's just making that connection, reaching out. And so doing like that, where we can leverage resources and uh, build a community together. So and even, it recently happened at the city. Uh, we donated, we gave 50000 to the city, our school district, for the pool. And no one from the city there, was there to thank us, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so even things like that, yeah. you know, where we're working together, we're collaborating, <laughs> and we're able to just... Uh, you know, reach those families and staff directly and, and cooperatively. And that's how you build up. You gotta, you gotta, it takes a village to raise a child and we gotta work together at all levels. Yeah. If we want our communities to get better and improve and feel heard and feel listened to, it's gonna take everyone, yeah. everyone working together at all levels. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and when you think about it, um, say there's a city council meeting and there's a school, back to school night, I'm 100% sure that. Most parents are going to make it to the after school when I, then there are to a city council meeting. So if you have a, some kind of connection to a school, to the school, you know, um, you can hear um, more from the citizens because they'll be at a at a school uh, event, like a back to school, whatever. Yeah. Like if you're hanging around and you'll probably hear something that, you know, might be city related that, you know. You're, yeah. Even having joint meetings, you know, even having, you know, where a city can. Uh, Hey, let's hold our city council meeting at Oakley. Let's hold our Hidalgo. Let's hold our school sign. Really invite the, hey, we'll, we'll go have some food and we'll get bring some food out and bring the community out. Mm-hmm. And we could, uh, reaching out to families of the schools. Hey, maybe we could pitch in. How can we leverage? And 
yeah, no, there's was so many opportunities for collaboration. And like I said, it's just, it's not doing right by the people to uh, not have that. And it, it is on some levels, don't get me wrong. It is, I have to give credit where credit is due. Mm-hmm. Our, our police chief has been doing outreach as well as the uh, parks and rec director. They, they're very well known with our, some of our board, but at a school, at a council level, policy making level, uh, it's not there. And I think I can help. Uh, I know I will. Mm-hmm. I know I will uh, be that one to deliver that. So you, you've been already walking and you know putting up signs and talking to the community. Um, you you were even doing it this morning. What's what's some of the things that you've been hearing from the people from Bali? Like yeah. one of the, what, are, what are some of the concerns and needs? Change <laughs> something something different. Something like oh you're you're something different. You got my vote. Like hear me out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel disrespected. You know, but uh, no, I think. Um, also, crime. There's a there's a there's a crime and drug uh, crisis uh, happening not just in Brawley but across yeah, the, the country, really yeah, yeah. across the country. Yeah, yeah. So, sure. what are we doing to address that? You know, fentanyl and and it's a major issue that's uh, we're seeing it national level and it's it's impacting us too. And mm-hmm. if we don't at least very least start having these conversations um, on how to address it, uh, we're going to be not prepared at all when it eventually when things hit the fan and so a lot of crime a lot of drug issues but also i think mainly like i said is they want something it's just a change and they feel like i represent from what I, from the people i've spoken with that i represent hey you look like i think you'll shake things up <laughs> I'm like, I'm, and I, mean, I will but i also know like i said how do i think the experience i have uh being on a board being uh administrative and just being rooted in Brawley, understanding Brawley, you know, I got my family is, you know, Brawley residents, everyone, you know, more people know my family. Oh, you're gay, Juanita, son. Oh, watch what's your grandpa. I was like, yeah, oh, you got my vote, you know? So I was like, damn, like, let me earn it. You know? yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But I think to understand the importance of family and, uh, you know, instilling that as well, being a model for the Brawley and like, hey, if families help each other out, uh, it's been cool walking and delivering signs. Because some be like, I'll take one son. Oh, you can take one to, to my mom's down the street. Oh, my son lives there. My daughter. So it's really it's really been cool to like rediscover and reconnect with Brawley on this level, especially after the pandemic and everything. Uh, it's, I've really enjoyed uh, the ex- this experience. I mean, like I said, whatever happens in November, um, it's just been fun. It's just been a really great experience, and uh, wouldn't change it for a thing. And said so regardless of what happens, and. Um, yeah, I just, I really, just like I said, want to leave Brawley. And I think if I should put in the work, which I am, uh, I'll be able to do so after November. Yeah, and, and it's weird to think that um, if you don't win, you'll be, I mean, not in. I get to go on hikes. I get to do more book reviews. Photography. Maybe. I got like five of them in the can. I just haven't edited. But yeah, I haven't been reading. Like my whole routine has been thrown off um, since this can. I've really <laughs> just dedicated and committed to really uh, focusing, you know, I was working out, I was reading a lot, I was doing all kind of photography, and then the campaigns, you know what, I got I got something to focus on and work on, and I'll really go out and uh, earn the vote. But yeah, like I said, and like I said, my platform for a stronger Brawley. Brawley needs to be stronger, stronger leadership, stronger community, and it's uh, for a safer Brawley. Like I said, the drug and crime uh, crisis, for a more beautiful brawling, working with our part our community to make sure our parks are affordable and accessible. There's been some issues regarding uh, fees and how do we how do we mitigate that? How do we make our parks as accessible as possible? 
In addition, Brawlhalla's got some really nice parks. One of them is the Alistair Roo Splash Pad. I think it's underutilized. It's a very beautiful park. It's got a splash pad. It's got basketball courts. It's got green grass. And I'm always kind of... There's been some events, but uh, I'm always somewhat disappointed that it's not utilized more. And I don't know if it's because it's on the east side or uh, or what. And I just, I'm just being honest. Mm. Um, but how do we utilize that more and show off all of Brawley? Not just downtown. Not just, you know, cattle call. Let's show off all of Brawley. That's the only way. you got to lift everyone up. Yeah. And so... and. Um, and then a family focused Brawley is my other, my third point. And that's like individuals like me who work or raising their family and who's speaking on behalf of us. We're not retired. We're not a little bit older. We're, we're here and now. Yeah. And, and I think we need to speak right now and, and ensure that we're represented. And so those three things. And, um, but, and those three things really came about just from everything, talking to people that even as I'm walking, I'm adding on tailoring it just okay but also being on the school board saw helped me see a lot of the needs in our community and things that i probably didn't see before i probably had a lot of misperceptions just to be quite honest on how things were mm-hmm. and seeing that there's real huge needs that we need to address and some of our streets i mean that's another topic is streets <laughs> but even like our front of oakley we have a street right in front of the school that's in horrible condition like it's a, it's it's a street right in front of the school, horrible condition, and uh, it should be a priority. And some people have told me, like, I bet if it was on the other side of town, it wouldn't be like that. I'm sure if or I'm sure if their council members had their kids come in here, it wouldn't be like that. Is there truth to that? I don't know, but the truth is that that street has not been prioritized. That that's really uh, in bad condition. And what are we doing? Mm. You know, and that's not a school issue. That's a street. Yeah. It's it's a city issue that affects our school. So then it becomes a school issue. Yet it's out of our hands. Mm. So things like that. You know, um, I said I've had, I'm having a school supply drive on the 17th. I've had clothing, winter clothing drives because I've seen, you know, I've gone to schools as um, just welcoming kids and families and. I've heard uh, teachers and staff say, hey, there'll be kids here who won't even have a jacket, you know, who won't even have warm clothes when it comes. And they might have it at home, but they just might have forgot or they might not have it at all. And so seeing some serious needs and how do we address it and how do we, uh, um, you know, just make things easy as not easy, but make things more accessible and uh, make help more accessible to families. So, yeah, I think. Being on a school board, I think I think I still continue to think the school board is the most important board in a community because they can tell you so much. Um, but like I said, now I just want to build that connection and, and utilize all, just help our community at all fronts. Hey guys, sorry for the interruption, but I want to take this time and thank my sponsors. I want to thank my friends Camilo, Jake, Eric Ortega. I want to thank Eddie Lopez from Roots Creative. Ms. Norma Sierra Galindo, IID Director representing Division 5 and serving the entire Imperial Valley. Will Torres from Valley Sports Network, your Imperial Valley source for sports. I want to thank Sergio's Tacos and Hot Dogs. With eight years of experience serving the Imperial, San Diego Yuma Counties with Mexicali style hot dogs and taquizas, contact Sergio at 760-562-0057 or look for Sergio Tacos and Hot Dogs on Facebook. I want to thank Eric Reyes from Los Amigos de la Comunidad empowering communities together finally i want to thank david gasellum if you're thinking of buying or selling a home in the imperial or san diego counties make sure you contact david he's not only a realtor but an investor with over 20 years of experience and he'll teach you along the way in one of the most important investments of your life 
um, contact David at 760-235-9576 or look for David Gastelum on Facebook. All right, guys. Well, now back to the show. Um, you worked with um, with our current current um, city manager, Miss um, forgot her, her Esperanza, and she's an amazing grant writer. Um, and obviously, you you mentioned how you're going from a healthy budget to yeah. something that's not you know. I, I mean, I think all most cities in here in the valley are you know really tight when it comes to to money. Um, did you learn anything from Miss Esperanza that you could probably, you know, bring to the city and, and bring Make, in Yeah, more? making sure that uh, T's are crossed and I's are dotted. Now, she's a stickler for procedure. I think mm-hmm. above all, there's, yeah, there's some funding opportunities that that are out of city hands. That's just maybe a county or state. But what I learned, I think, for Esperanza is that uh, the importance of reaching out and collaborating and then doing things right. She's a stickler for... Uh, they may, if something's going to be done, it's, it's going to be done, and it's going to be done correctly. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it, she'll she'll get it done herself. I've seen her, you know, there's some uh, tragedies at Desert Shores with some fires. I've seen her drive out. I've driven her. She's like, I need you to drive me. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I've driven her out to Desert Shores so she can just simply hand out a document to families or have a family sign a document so they can have shelter for the, the day. I've seen her, you know, uh, be on the ground. There's been fire. There's a recent fire in um, Sealy. And I think the newspaper reported as she was, like, directed to go. No, she wasn't directed. She just showed up. Like, what are you doing here? You know, I, I was directed. What are you doing? <laughs> so, uh, no, what she taught me is just um, the importance of work, collaboration, and doing things right. And from there, obviously, as a city manager, you know, she has that perspective. And that's I'm not I'm not someone like I said going back to making those connections, reaching out on solutions. You know, if I'm elected, I have no have no qualms, no hesitancy to call. Hey, this is an issue. How do how would you solve it, or what would you hope to see from your council members and support or whatnot? So yeah, no, I just learned a lot. I think on leadership now that she's in this leadership role that uh, I can take as a, a council member if elected. But you know, just. I understand the role of administration too. That's the one thing I think sometimes people see cities or counties or the organization, they see the board, but there's so much that goes beyond yeah. and uh, giving them the respect and support that they need to succeed. Mm-hmm. Cause there's so much, you know, as electives, we just show up a few times a month. <laughs> that's it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all we do. It's so those in the administrative and those employees that are there day in and day out, you know, making sure that things are running how they should sometimes making sure things are in despite not having the proper resources mm-hmm. or assistance. So uh, also putting on for them and making sure that they're in a good place to succeed. I'm not going to put anyone or put anything on anyone uh, expecting them to fail. I'm expecting them to succeed, but also it falls on me as a leader to ensure that they have the resources and capability to uh, find success. So uh, yeah, just, I think that's what I've learned from Esperanza is just, as I guess leadership, mm. strength, just uh, yeah, the determination. I've, yeah, I've, I'm very fortunate. I've worked with her, and I really uh, have the highest respect for her, and really was so happy and proud when she became city manager of your city. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, I had a chance to talk to her, and and I think like like I told her, um, um, she's she's mom, but she you know she's she means business. Yeah. 
Oh, she. What was that, Norma? Norma Aguilar here told me, which says she leaves a small footprint but one hard to fill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yep. I think that was uh, the guy, all right? Gilberto. Yeah, yeah, Gilberto <laughs> yeah. So, uh, um, hey, what's up, man? And um, well, come in, come in. You're good to go. Um, and I guess this is going to be like my my uh, my tough question. Oh, okay. Um, a lot of people might think, you know, you, you like you mentioned, you know, your grandma had this uh, property empire. Your parents have yeah. or small business owners. Um, there might be people out there that might say, like, oh, you're somebody that comes from you know you you privilege um I, not, yeah no i and i've you know i, I don't i a little chip but on my let me, let me finish my question okay um how how do you tell you know they're obviously gonna say that and then they're gonna say he might not look out for the yeah the people on the east side or or no you know. that's fair I, you know uh, that's fair you know i've never forgot where it, you know the first times i did give out to my grandparents yeah, i think i posted that and i, I read i was like thinking of that post and I was like crying like no joke like just thinking of like those few generations my grandparents were farm workers you know and but they also taught me that hey you know you're the same as anyone my grandma married my nana married like I said at one, in the 70s I think 60s or 70s she was a single mom working at a clothing store you know I, I talk about she's built a little empire mm. and so I was, I wasn't, she wasn't you know she she had a, and it's funny because her she has like nine brothers and sisters they're all self-employed all from the farm, all farm workers, okay. all working in the fields when they were a young age, and looking where they came from. And in two generations, now her grandson's running. You know, she's helped through work, through determination. She helped set up her son for success, who then helped set up me for success. And understanding that, um, my other grandma, my other my Nana Rosa and Tata Watcho, they still live on. They live on the east side. They still live on the east side. Um, and so, um, no, I, I get that. You know, because I don't. I, I don't roll my R's as well as I should. <laughs> my Spanish is not. And, you know, and, and they were probably right at some point. I think in some points of my life, I failed to see the bigger picture of things. But I can tell you this, being on that school board and actually making an effort to get to know our schools and our community, help see the bigger picture and the bigger needs. Um, my, and I'm always willing to say when I'm wrong. So, no, I think, yeah, I grew up on the west side. You know, I'm not. I can't deny that my parents uh, gave me every opportunity to succeed through work. But also, my parents are small business restaurant owners. My yeah. parents don't take any days off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, my yeah. parents yeah. were being in restaurant you know, businesses. They, Sunday and Saturday are the busiest nights. Yeah, so that men they still have to be there during the week. So, um, you know, uh, yeah, I've been very fortunate. Uh, but also seeing that uh, with help and assistance, you know, people everyone needs help. And we need to be able to provide that, whether through public, whether through private, whether just at community level. I've been fortunate to get help. You know, I know, um, like I said, going back to even the drug issue, the, tr- drug, the drug crisis, uh, you know, uh, I've had my issues with mm-hmm. drugs and alcohol. And I was able to get support and help. Um, and a lot of it, too, was because of my privilege that I'm not uh, blind to. And so, but how do we get make sure that those who went through the same thing as I did get that same help? even if they don't maybe have the family with the money or the means or the resources, how do we as a, as a community, as a public sector, as a government uh, provide the help? Because I think when it comes to drugs, it's a big, big issue everywhere. I feel like sometimes people don't want to talk about it. Like, you know, but it impacts us all. Mm-hmm. The overdose deaths have tripled in the last few years. Fentanyl is uh, poisoning our streets, poisoning our cities. 
and differentiating between vendors, sellers, and users. I think and, and proper punishment for those that are selling. And also, yeah, there has to be consequence for users, but also I think it has to be also um, help and assistance. Yeah. That's not to some level, to some degree. Like I said, at some point, hey, you, you know, but um, it, at, least, at the very least, having a real conversation on some of these things. But yeah, what, what some people might say of, um, yeah, I was born on the West Side. I don't know Spanish, uh, but <laughs> dude, I'm brown. Like no one, no one is, you know, I know who I am, you know, I, and I, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, have you been uh, practicing your Spanish now that you're walking the streets again? With the- <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, dude, I've been trying to, man. I've been every, I have a CD in my, CD in my car. I try to stand up comedy. I try, <laughs> I went down to Mexicali to practice, but, um, you know, like I said, um, I, it's never lost to me. I'm Mexican American, I'm Hispanic. I'm brown. I'm darker than most people might know you. You know, I know who I am. I know who I am, and, um, and yeah, it's, there's going to be people who say I don't represent or this and that. So I'm self-funding this. Uh, I'm not accepting any donations. And don't get me wrong. Uh, there's some that need. It. I don't think I needed to this campaign. Uh, it makes me hungry. It makes me have to go out and earn the vote. And. Uh, um, yeah, no, I, probably as a whole, man, we need, and I think at the end of the day, people can say what they want. Uh, I think the work speaks for itself, you know, and, and what I've tried to do. And I think I brought up issues even before this question. I think some of the questions I answered helped you see, hey, I see a bigger picture yeah. of things. So, um, do you think you get more hate because of, you know, your quote unquote privileged life or your outspokenness before? You know, I think I just do things without asking. And I think there's, uh, this is going to be weird. We're in the weeds here. I think in politics, local politics, um, there's, there's gatekeepers. There's people that, you know, you got to yeah. collect. I think, and it's no, I know collects, so there's a shift. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's same in Brawl. It might not be as vocal uh, as outright, but same thing. I think we're just seeing a shift mm-hmm. in new leadership coming up. And uh, for those that are in positions of power, it's threatening. And I think when some people, when they feel threatened rather than embracing it, will push back. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that pushback uh, makes people say and do uh, really petty things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll leave it, and I've experienced it myself. Um, so, yeah, I think, um, you know, it's unfortunate because sometimes I feel like those that are trying to bring me down are the ones that look exactly like me <laughs> mm. <laughs> i'll just leave, I'll leave that at that i think it's unfortunate you know i think you had ramon come up kind of talk sometimes crab in a bucket mentality in some ways um mm-hmm. you know it's uh, yeah like i said i'm sure if i paid some people to put up signs for me i'd get their support <laughs> but i can if i can do it myself i will you know my grandma has told me hey you know, you want it done, do it yourself. Do it done right. And mm-hmm. I think, too, yeah, I think I'm somewhat independent. Uh, I just, you know, even this campaign, I didn't really talk to anyone. I have no committee. I have no uh, no PR firm. It's just me. I, I design my own things. I print out my own flyers. I'm buying my own signs directly. Um, I'm putting up everything by myself. I'm walking by myself. I'm not saying, hey, everyone, come on. I, I think I have to. I think I'm going to have to just put out something like, hey, join me because, but it's just me. It's just me. And I think some, I don't know. I, 
I, I just think it's, it's a shift happening right now. There's a shift happening right now. And in, in politics, I think the local politics uh, is filled, sometimes filled with ego and um, control. But I also see, like, I've been very fortunate to um, be around and learn from, I think people went above and beyond. I just attended the investiture ceremony of the Honorable Ruth Bermudez, Muerte Negro, and seeing someone like that who's like, always saw putting on for the valley at a higher level. Never got bogged down. I think it's easy to get bogged down this petty kind of small town politics and just where we're just going in circles, not really serving anyone, mm-hmm. just self-serving or being self-serving. And But I always see it as there's always a higher level that we need to take it as. That's why I say when I'm uh, trying to represent Brawley in the valley at a higher level, uh, to tell our story, to build those connections, to put on. So people don't, when they Google the valley, they're not seeing all the negative headlines but seeing something positive because mm-hmm. there are some really great people and really great work uh being done so you know i just do me and, and i've always been like when i had my podcast no one told me you know and like i said i said some pretty crazy things and i was acted a fool at times <laughs> on it but you know i live and learn and um i just i've always just i think been me i think i just try to be authentic and Sometimes me is wrong. Sometimes me, the me being me is on the wrong side of the. I've come on here and apologize. I think for a few to a few people, you know, because <laughs> I don't know when I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, it's just it's the way it is. I'm sure there's gonna from now until November. I'm sure I'm already getting some some pushback. I guess you can say behind the scenes on certain things I'm apparently doing or just uh, just a nitpick. That's fine. I think the voters are smart. It's part of the game, right? Yeah. And then, well, I think also the voter, and, and ultimately the voters are smarter than that. I think the voters can see right through things and the voters can tell who's who's about it and who's not. No mm-hmm. matter what so-and-so said or what they're saying or, you know, it's um, just comes with the territory. Being in comedy, though, having, having experience <laughs> in stand-up comedy, you got to have thick skin. You got to let things roll off mm-hmm. your back. So all these things, I think, have just kind of helped me develop into who I am right now and right now I'm ready to be the leader that Brawley deserves so you're you say 31 when you first won your your seat what you're like 27 more or less 32 right now 32, 32 you're 28, 28. And so what would you tell because Calexico has a couple of um is here in the house um he's running for for um city council Raul is running yeah. for re-election um, obviously, Raul had a kind of like a short term. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm assuming he's still learning yeah. the. What would you tell somebody like Kid Manzanares uh, about you know being an elected official, um, being somebody young, being somebody that has no experience, quote yeah. unquote, on in politics? Because um, he's he's been involved in yeah. in, in you know uh, well, committees and whatnot here. Get out! No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right. No. Um, keep just keep doing what you're doing. You know, just be you don't there's all kinds of people people will say they're on your side people will say this and the next day this yeah it's weird uh i mean i've had some strange relationships just recently not even not even uh with people that just because i didn't support not that i'm not uh against you but simply not supporting you is like seeing as no you're against there's a lot of this weird uh what did i tell some of the young though um just just do you just do you and and just connect with people and connect with the community in any way possible you know ask questions later 
Just, you know, because some people, everyone's going to try to do it like this, do this. Yeah. You know, unless you're true to yourself, unless you know, you know, true to the community, true to the people, uh, they'll see right through it. Uh, you know, I've always just done things on my own, you know, the podcast, uh, my career, um, and just work, dude. I've, like I said, my grandparents, going back, worked their way up, you know, from nothing to, like I said, my grandma, I got this little empty empire, but uh, simple means started from just with work. And my grandparents on my mom's side, uh, you know, they still live on this side, but they have their home that they're rooted in. Uh, my grandma would eventually uh, become a uh, cafeteria worker at the high school. My grandpa, a janitor, a custodian at the uh, hospital. So now they're able to retire. And then their daughters, my mom, small business owner, my aunts in the nursing industry. Um, fortunately, one of my aunts did pass away from, um, uh, she, she had a history of drug abuse. And so, you know, that also ties into providing, making, getting people help because it's impact the, the, the drug crisis has impacted my family, not just impacted me directly, my, my family and uh, never, never forgetting that. And my aunt was, uh, oh, my aunt was cool. My aunt was, <laughs> my aunt Sandy was a uh, loving person. You know, I can't, you know, even though I'm new, she had her issues with drugs. Always, I would see her on the street. I mean, she was on the streets at one, at some points and, hey, mijo, you know, and that's my aunt Sandy. That's right, that's right, you know, and, um, seeing people like that who also need help. You know, so, yeah, you know, I, I do take a little offense. People say, oh, I'm not, rep I don't want to represent, I only want to represent, no, I want to represent everyone. Cause mm -hmm. I, I, Everyone gets impacted. Everyone needs help. Everyone's looking for leaders. Everyone needs... Yeah, no, man. People just, just say things just to say things. Um, but no, I guess I guess going back to the question of what would I tell young people, just do you. Just yeah. do you and just work. Put in the work, man. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, when it comes to, to um, you know, being out in public and, and answering questions, I think... Um, when it comes to like a, a lot of local politicians, I think you're the one that's, and I'm not saying because you're somebody that I know. Right in front of you? <laughs> no, and, and because you're, you know, I, I consider you a friend. Um, I think that, you know, you're pretty open. Yeah, and, and when, it comes to, so. when it comes to like social media, like you're constantly posting. A lot of people that run for office, they'll post, post yeah. you know, during election time. And then afterwards, they, and, 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 and it's, I'm not saying that, um, that you're kind of showing off, but it's kind of, um, it shows that you're out in the community. It shows the events that you're... It just humanizes, dude. Because yeah. I just remember, like, uh, even at work, or just, you always see people, oh, they're there. I mean, no, I'm like you. Like, I, I laugh at the same stupid memes you do. You know, I, I, I like to, you know, take pictures of my food, too. It's just humanize. Like, I'm just, I'm you. Yeah. you. I'm you and you're me, you know? And uh, your issues are my issues. I'm, and I go through it, too. My house gets dirty, you know? My 10-year-old, my... My yard, I have to, sometimes the grass grows yeah, higher yeah. than it should, you know. Uh, uh, you know, I have, I'll go th I go through it too. You know, I go through it and, uh, yeah, sometimes I do put on a front maybe, like, ooh, but mm. no, I'm, I'm just, dark. I, I ain't got, I got nothing right, dog. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, and, you know, that's one thing I heard recently. Some guys like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I don't agree with everything you say, but, you know, I do appreciate that you always say, like, why you, why you, made that decision or why you're voting that way or why because at the board meetings i'm to say i i don't like to, yes no i like to at least let me give you some context yeah my board report or even i've spoken at city council meetings on certain issues 
And at the, at the end of the day, people respect that. Like I said, they're like, I don't agree with you. I think you're completely wrong on that. But you know what? I did respect that you went up and made your case why. And so, yeah, I think uh, I like to just be out there. I like to just kind of not humanize myself, but I think build that connection with people through social media and, and um yeah, I don't know. I just, I want to, like I said, I don't want to just feel, dis- I think that's one thing I've been hearing is that people feel disconnected from our council. Yeah. And uh, I think it's overall, like even here um, with um, our school board, obviously, um, you know, I work in the school district. So I kind of like being somebody that works for the district, I feel that I, I feel disconnected from the school board. Um, and when it comes to city council, um, yeah, I think it's a mixed mixed feeling there. Um, but overall, like overall in the county, you can see that there's like I don't really know who's in the in Brawley City Council besides Ramon. Because yeah, uh, um, but yeah, I think that sometimes people do overuse social media and it gets uh, kind of tired or boring. Like, but when it comes to like doing events where like you're in the community. Um, I think that, I mean, it might be a little bit self-serving, but it's, it's, yeah, it's both ways. Like, mm-hmm. don't think I'm flexing sometimes on Instagram, no? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just, it's all, it's all about building these connections at the end of the day, mm-hmm. relationships, connections, and, um, you know, that's just not being isolated. I try not to be, it's easy. I wish, uh, sometimes I could isolate and just but I don't want to, you know, I, I want to be up in the mix. Uh, I, I want to hear people out. I want to get the conversations going, get the ideas flowing. Uh, and I can't sit still, you know, I'm always just, and yeah. so. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you do everything you do, man. I, I, yeah. I mean, either man, no, at the, at the expense of my family. No, you know, I've Holly has been great. Uh, my daughter is, you know, I, 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 I try to find a balance like tonight. I'm doing nothing tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm doing nothing. Monday through Friday is, Boom, 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 Saturday morning with the campaign. But most of the time, if I'm not running for the campaign, if I have the Monday through Friday work and all the functions that go along, meetings and all that stuff, but Friday night, Saturday morning, Sunday morning, I'm with my, I'm, I'm unplugged. Excuse me. I'm out, you know. See ya. Yeah. I'm, I'm with my family. So try to yeah. find that balance of uh, family. I think that's one thing I think I'd like you to ask uh, guests because I know you have election season so you're gonna come with like why should they why is this important yeah and and, uh but you know what people are doing you know because these these positions aren't hard but they do take its toll and what do electeds i think are doing for the physical mental well-being i think that's sometimes i think a lot of electeds here don't propose policy don't craft anything they're simply running off of their uh, decision making so i think it's even more important to make sure your physical mental uh spiritual even in some ways well-being is staying careful what are they doing yeah. because uh, i i really like i said covid really brought home mm. i was never unhealthy but it really um yeah i think priority. i think um i noticed it more with people around me that you know it was an, uh, something that we need we needed to address come on in come on in what were you, what were you saying about tomas what was that <laughs> But yeah, yeah. Going back to the mental health and, and physical health, I think, like, I mean, I think during the pandemic, I got the healthiest I've been in a long time because I started fasting, so I lost like thirty pounds. Um, but mentally, yeah, I think it it did uh, it was draining, and I know people around me that um, it was both ways, physical, and mentally, that that it hurt hurt them. So 
Um, yeah, that's something that it's a good question to us. So. Yeah. Also, too, I think another question, and Tomas, you can ask him, like, what decisions have they made that, you know, in retrospect, they maybe do differently? That's like a hard question, but also I think like uh, introspective, because there's some decisions, and don't get me wrong, at the time, I, I was making the right, and my look back, could I handle it differently? Or, you know, because there's some decisions as uh, Tomas elected are going to get people upset, mm-hmm. whether it's change, whether it's this, whether that. And, uh, you know, I look back at certain decisions probably we made as a board where I was on the majority or the minority and could have handled differently how it could have been. But, uh, yeah, things aren't, like I said, Elementary, we've done some great things, but it's been rocky. And you know, I look back and how could I have learned and done it differently? Yeah. So I think instead of like, you know, don't, don't let them just come yeah. on and give a platform. Like, you know, grill them <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there, especially man. for, for cur- like uh, incumbents. So any closing thoughts already at 50 minutes? Um, closing thoughts. Well, I thought it was only about 20, man. I blocked up. No, um, <laughs> like I said, I'm, I, uh, I'm, I, I love Brawley. I'm a Brawley boy, and I want to lead my community. And um, I really want to lead to a stronger Brawley, to strong leadership, you know, safer Brawley, more beautiful Brawley, and a family-focused Brawley. I think those three things can really build up our community. Those three, are gonna, three things are going to be my priority uh, priorities. But what you get with electing me is someone's willing to work, someone's willing to listen, and someone who's shown that. Uh, I think throughout the four years uh, that I've been on the school board, and you can look prior to the school board, simply with my podcast, simply just being involved, simply just um, um, being me, I've shown that, hey, I'm going to put on. I'm going to put on for the community. I have a vision, but I also understand uh, how to the maneuvering that goes along in politics and governance and in government and administration. And uh, I intend to uh, navigate through all those things to, to build a stronger uh, city, which is a stronger Brawley. So hopefully I can get people's vote. Hopefully, I, I mean, 55 minutes of people just to comb through and nitpick and find things I said and uh, so they can attack me, that's fine. But I'm transparent, I am open, and I am me. And I think people respect that. I think voters respect that. And I think they'll be able to see that and hopefully elect me come November 8th. All right. Well, thank you. And, and you know what? Before we end, you mentioned the podcast a lot. And last night, um, I was with John Moreno and he mentioned, um, which was kind of true, the, that I was kind of like a spinoff of, of Small my Town. My legacy. You are my legacy. <laughs> I have a, I built a legacy. So, yeah, here. I want to give you credit to that. Because, yeah, I mean, once you went into um, the school board and kind of took yeah. the reins and started the Que Pasa Calexico and... And some somebody that was like in the in the background, kind of um, pushing me to do as well was Mandis. Oh, I just I've been seeing him lately. What's that? What's he up to? I've been seeing him everywhere. I, I think man. he he's he lost like thirty pounds or something. Yeah, he posted yeah, a picture. Yeah, he's putting a shirtless selfie. Yeah. He's like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. What are you doing, man? No, but, yeah, I have no. some selfies. But, man. No, there's a need, man. Like, I I did my podcast because mm-hmm. I saw a need, and um, I'm really proud. And yeah, I'm proud of what you've done. You know, you've continued. Uh, informing people because why I started it was because I or I'm, I don't know where to get this info and so I just created it myself and did it myself and you created this yourself and um, really built a cool thing and you have a lot to be proud of so even though you're a spinoff you did this on your own dude you did this on your own and um, I didn't help you so, no I, I, yeah. I thought I had the Bob Sayesher but I have a Bob Sayesher so you're a full house and I'm fuller house now yeah, I guess so yeah yeah you're right Thank yeah all right, Gil. Well, thank you so much for being on. Um, thank you for coming down to Calexico. Um, and um, good luck with your campaign. And um, yeah, 
Cheers. Cheers. I'm already done with my beer, but <laughs> classical apples. Thank you, man. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening or watching, and we'll see you in the next one. Peace. That's fine.